0: This morning my guest is Elizabeth Shepley, who has served over 40 years as a choral conductor, music teacher, and artistic director in schools, community programs, and churches, including locally the Northfield Youth Choirs and Bethel Lutheran Church. She has worked with youth in professional opera performances at the Minnesota Opera Company and youth community theater productions, including Northfield Arts Guild and Purple Door Musicals. Currently, Newsy's Junior, which has performances the next two weekends. Get your tickets. She has enjoyed leading conferences and conducting choirs across the United States, Canada, and Europe. There's much to delve into here, so let's get to it and talk with Elizabeth Shepley. Well, welcome, Elizabeth, on this early New Year's Day. The the streets are empty. (laughs) There's no cars out, and yet you came out to join me here live in the KYN studio. Happy
1: New Year to you, Pauline.
0: Thank you. Thank Thank you you. so much. Thank you. Um, So Liz, as I mentioned in the intro, is... musical director for Newsies Junior, which is coming up here in the next couple weekends. And so I thought it was timely to have her on so we could talk about that. But before we do, Liz, why don't you take us through kind of your, uh, your genesis as a musician?
1: Oh, It's fun to think back on it, Pauline. I yeah. grew up in Roseville in a home that was filled with music. My parents appreciated all sorts of music and wanted the four of us to enjoy it as well. And to be musically literate, my three older brothers took piano lessons downtown Minneapolis at McPhail, nice. and would drag me, three-year-old me, along <laughs> with them, and I begged for lessons. Oh, nice! And so their teacher, Mrs. Lund, said she'd take me on as an experiment, and that's that's when I started my professional music training. Uh, as a young three. girl, <laughs> uh, yeah. you're saying at well, <laughs> three. You started at three. <laughs> wow.
2: Um, as a flowers. young
1: girl growing up in a farm in Cosmos, my mom became the church organist at 14, 15, something like that. And when she graduated wow. from business school in Minneapolis, she was hired by my grandpa to work in the family lumber yard where she met my dad. My dad took her on dates to church choir rehearsal at Central Lutheran Church, <laughs> so that turned out to be a well, pretty me. winning idea. Wow. Yeah. And dad was in dental school, and when there, at the University of Minnesota, he thought it would be fun to start a dental school choir. Why not? Of Why course. Not? Right. I mean, yeah. So, <laughs> I, that, was, that was fun. He did the, the music of the era. Well, they did some Berlin and Crosby sure. and Sinatra, and I'm pretty sure that they were a big hit at the dental school functions, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. but it was, it was fun. And then at home, he played uh, the guitar, and we'd sit around, my three older brothers and I, and improvise to the stuff that he loved. He loved. Johnny Cash and Roger Miller so it would be Green Green Grass of Home and House of the Rising Sun 500 miles stuff like that well, and I love doing that I bet with my dad my choral career began as a five year old member of the Cherub Choir at Central Lutheran Church
0: I love the name
1: mm-hmm. yep we had the white surpluses with the giant red bows we looked like we were gift wrapped it was so much fun there's a quote in my office at home from Zoltan Kodai. My office is filled with quotes of varying sorts, and anyone who's worked with me knows that I love quotes of varying sorts.
0: Can you just <coughs> you, like say them when, when they're appropriately needed
1: Ah, in I, the situations. ideas of them, Okay, I can. Okay.
0: Yeah, I've always wanted to be able to do that. Just I know. be able to spout a exactly. from a poem. Or, well, yeah. I'll
1: spout this particular one. Oh, please Because do. I've said it hundreds of times. But often, Zoltan Kodai, compu- uh, composer, educator, said, often a single experience will open the young soul to music for a whole lifetime. Mm. And it's something I think teachers who work with children, youth, adults, want to keep in mind. And I try to. And I'm not certain that this kindergarten experience did exactly that. <laughs> um, but it was a great first experience. Oh, good. And it was a, a place filled with joy and laughter. In my five-year-old recollection of it, there were hundreds of us
2: mm-hmm.
1: there, of course. And he, Mr. Terwin, had such a great attitude and, and brought so much fun that that rehearsal you would tell us to get all the pots and pans out of our kitchens and beat on them to wake our parents up so we (laughs) beat the church service on time I just thought he was so funny and those early teachers can be so important yes that when I was 10 years old sort of that 10 to 16 year old space in time I did experience what certainly would open my soul to music for a whole lifetime
2: Mm -hmm.
1: My mom had read in the newspaper that the extraordinary conductor, Edith Norberg, who was known for her work with adult professional amateur and church choirs, was going to start a community children's choir,
2: Mm.
1: and her goal was to have an American children's choir that could rival those in the UK, Austria, and other places in Europe. So I was uh, lucky enough to sing with Mrs. Norberg for several formative years. That's a big. That's a big task because in Europe you have a tradition of it. So you have
0: all these kids right. coming up into it. Centuries of tradition. Yes, exactly. Lots of lots of boy
1: choirs. Yep. yep. Right. And wow. that's that's changing. Good, but uh, I mean there are still great boy choirs, but there are lots of fabulous girl choirs and mixed choirs. Yep. Um, so we got to do some really spectacular things. We competed in an Ice Steadford in Wales twice. We performed with the Minnesota Orchestra a few times. And I'm especially fond of uh, performance under Henry Charles Smith, Hmm. uh, who I thought was the nicest guy I'd ever met, kindest man. We did a Porgy and Bess uh, concert with him. We recorded a Christmas album with Howard Viken. Do you remember that name? I don't remember that name. (laughs) He was a 40-year celebrity uh radio host oh, okay from WCCO nice. with a great big personality and so we recorded a Christmas album with him that was fun we we performed and recorded with Dave Brubeck the jazz oh, artist yeah. Yeah, wow. and just i mean all these things that come flooding back we some of us did commercial work we did the Dairy Queen Scrum Delicious commercial that oh, was fun do <laughs> you remember that one Oh, sure. I, I can't remember yeah. how it goes, but eh, I'll sing it for do you afterwards. It, do, it, do it Yes. Have, oh. oh, it's a, let's see if I can remember. Oh, it's a very merry, extraordinary, scrum delicious day. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of goes brings it back. It goes past. on like nice. Yeah. We recorded the eighth floor Dayton's uh, display when they used children's voices, and it was, a, it was an around the world theme. So we sang an I don't know. Sixteen different languages. or I something. Christmas. Christmas. Christmas at Dayton's. Yeah. On the eighth. Yes, I remember going on those days. Yeah, wow. we used to go down there in uh, groups. We would take on every day of the of December, as far as I can recall, and we would carol. We'd wear these Trollyan outfits with these feather caps, and nice. like, later Rosen. <laughs> 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 but we would. We would sing all up and down the floors downtown Dayton's. I loved doing that. All the all the Christmas we'd, you know, people would be waiting for the elevator. It would open. We'd all be in there singing. (laughs) (laughs) Wait for the next one. And oh, it was fun. But the Dayton's were great to us, and they'd have us out to their house afterwards and gave us chocolate. And we got we're professional. We got paid like two bucks a night. Good, loved it. So anyway,
0: what. An extraordinary experience to have yeah. as a kid. Oh my gosh! So this gosh. lit the fire completely for you.
1: Oh, absolutely. Royal. We got to sing for royalty. That beautiful Princess Margaret and that handsome Lord Snowden and King Olaf. And, wow. So Danny Kay. I got to hold his hand, oh, nice. Danny Kaye. I got to, yep, I had to lead him to the stage. And this was so, from what age to what age? This is like ten to sixteen. Oh, so we, many years. And then when we, some of us uh, wanted to keep singing, and we were getting too old for that choir because that was kind of the age, ten to sixteen. And uh, one of us knew Janice Kimes, who is working as a volunteer choir director at Hamlin. Um, Methodist Church, Hamilton University. Okay, yep. Not the one downtown, but at St. Paul on the campus. And she was willing to come and conduct about sixteen of us, and that became Belkano Voices, and that lived on for a while. And uh, she invited me back to start her preparatory choir. And there's somebody who grew up in the youth choirs here, whose mom was in that choir. Oh. That's kind of a cool story. But anyway, <laughs> um, what I remember most vividly about that time, the 10 to 16-year-old time, uh, in addition to just the joy, the soul-opening part of singing with peers, besides how wonderful it felt to, to sing and to play and to explore and to create with with the buddies in that group, are the incredible memories in a piece of music where you're transported, yes, to somewhere else, yes. And there's this, there's this sound that uh, has synergy. You mm. couldn't do that yourself, and you can hear overtones and you get chills. And that is a sound I'll always live with, and I try to reproduce. Yes, with children and uh, as I'm singing with others, myself, it's just. Uh, it's something I wish everyone could experience. That's
0: the goal, kind of to goal. get to that that yeah. p- that place, the p- you know the zone, or that, however right. you want to define it.
2: Exactly, and, and I however think it is
0: for you, right. I mean It might be a different experience for you than for me. But I right. I, I leave my body. I feel when that's, when I'm in that zone. Yes, and can almost absolutely. Observe
1: what's going on. I and, can see it on the faces of children yes, when that happens oh, to them, lovely. and they just they they. Engaged and they light up and they have a smile about them. That's and I can say you you felt that, didn't you? Oh my gosh!
0: Yeah, that's yeah.
1: that's impactful. Well,
0: Liz, you know I want to I, <laughs> I want to keep talking about all the details, but we kind of have to jump ahead here to your professional life and how you decided to become a conductor and director and yep. do all the things that you do.
1: Yeah. Well, I studied voice in high school, and I took my instructor's advice to study with her instructor and went to Concordia Moorhead, and I had a great time in college. Good. Um, (laughs) Yep. yep. Good. What's behind that laugh? If we had more time, I'd ask. I I sang (laughs) in, was a section leader of the choir, performed in a daily church band. Fun. um, Participated in musical theater there. I love that. An opera workshop. And I played on the golf team. But that is also where I stepped into a classroom for the first time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I did a student teaching experience, and that experience was, was wonderful. Oh, good. And it was on that first day when I observed these teachers, and then I, I had my opportunity that I realized, oh, I I really dig this. Mm. This is where I, I fit. like this, is this is where is, I fit. these are my people. Yes. This is my place. Nice. Yeah. This is where I want to be. I ought to have that. So, so I graduated clear. with a uh, a degree in at that time. This was the last year I think they offered it but it was a K12 band choir orchestra oh, okay. uh education degree. So, I mean, I think it's pretty crazy, but in small towns, they needed people who could do do all that, do all of right, it. right. And to the great fortune of anybody who would have been an instrumental student of mine, I never did that. <laughs> I stuck just to choral, vocal, and classroom music. Do you so, play an instrument? Well, I did have to learn uh, "Twinkle Twinkle" on everything. Okay, for that degree, it. that's how they do it, all right. But uh, and piano, okay. and I I use piano for the purpose of uh, of studying the music right yeah, yeah. Teaching i mean i started as a teeny tiny but my brothers were fabulous pianists i'm i'm functional got it yeah d- good enough to do what you need to do for you exactly it yeah. just serves yeah. my purpose Perfect. beautifully yeah Perfect. exactly my first teaching job was <gasps> as a elementary music specialist in elk river and uh, around that time Janice Kimes, Bell Voices, who is also a glorious singer herself, uh, was working at the Minnesota Opera Company. And she invited me to, I was working with her preparatory choir, mm-hmm. and I would also work with the children that were needed in opera performances, in the choruses. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed doing that at the time. Um, And I attended a church service at House of Hope, and they were starting a new choir school there. And I found out who that director they hired was, and gave him a call and said, I'm a recent graduate. Can I volunteer? Do you need help? I'll do anything. And uh, he took me up on the offer. So I started at House of Hope Presbyterian Church in the choir school program and took took over in a couple of years, as it turned out, as a director. And that was an incredible ride. So you know, I, I love so, to talk about that. Oh, and
0: you've had so many great experiences. I had and so, fabulous I, I might ones. Have to I feel ask, like I hit
1: the jackpot. Yep. It, it does yep. sound
0: like it. Yep. You had such great mentors. Yes. And all these early experiences were so positive. Right. And uh, yep. Wow, wow, what a gift. Exactly. And, and I love this mix of... Uh, that you you direct kids choirs, but you also and you also uh, musical direct musical theater. I don't know how many crossover to that whole theater realm,
1: um, but how fun! Exactly, yeah. I had friends at uh, or children whose parents at the choir school uh, said that there was an opening at Mounts Park Academy, so I took that elementary music position, which was the most fabulous music teaching position in the state, and uh, in my opinion, I don't know, in the world, probably. There you go. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Fabulous, again, fabulous people to work for and with, and and great um, children. So I was doing all those things at one time, and met my husband. He was in med school. He was crazy busy, and so I could just work, 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 work. And he didn't invite you to any dates at the church
0: for the ch- at the church choir. We
1: had no dates. <laughs> no, no dates to the church choir. However, <laughs> he would come and schlep instruments in those early days. I was a nice. you know, the orf ensemble. When I went to House of Hope, they had a closet full of beautiful, brand new chromatic studio forty nine, top of the line orf instruments. And I had grown up playing orf instruments. Edith Norberg studied at the Orf Schwurk. Uh, academy overseas, you know, in Austria, Salzburg. And I had just finished my certification. So I knew what to do with them. Somebody had donated them, didn't know what to do with them, but had heard that they were great for children. So anyway, he slept those instruments when we used them.
0: Oh, and I understand that too,
1: because I am a drum tech for my husband
0: very uh, very often. And it's usually because I want to get out of the bar or theater quicker yeah. <laughs> so like, oh, that you know, might have had something pack, to do with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so so you get this job at the academy and were you directing uh, musical directing plays is that when you kind of started doing more of that or, or was this later
1: at the at the choir school yeah at the choir school it was such a unique program uh, because there it was extended there were graded choirs
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then there were classes we had ear training we had uh, musical, music theory, uh, they all stayed for dinner, this wow. it was an after-school program okay, yep. and the parents provided dinner on Wednesdays, but there were instrumental ensembles eventually and we had voice lessons and uh, there was an old piano, beautiful uh, grand piano, but we took it apart and uh, with the kids oh, fun. And, and learned how it all worked and built it up again. Things like that, handbells, folk dancing, uh, and we did musical theater there. I didn't, but this fabulous group of adults and professionals and volunteers. One of my favorite things w- was a guest artist series. And a friend of mine from Minnesota Opera, the operating director at the time, Ed Korn, would bring in fantastic uh, s- s- soloists who were oh, either sure. in a production or they came in from the Met Met was oh, traveling, and he he was there wow. before he came to Minnesota, and so we had all these fabulous people and composers, Libby Larson and Steve Paulus, That's and the they would talk to the to the children. I remember Libby Larson saying that she always thought she had a song in her head. She thought everyone did. I, mean, <laughs> right. I always had a, a melody. I didn't know that was unusual. And the kids are saying, "Well, me too. Me I'm too. Th- right. I, yeah, I th- I'm thinking of tunes all the time." So that. That was a unique program, and they got to do a number of really cool things, uh, concerts and things. We hosted a choir from Ukraine and the Tepiola Children's Choir. We sang with them from Finland Aww. and a choir from Israel in festivals. We toured, so they, they were over in um, Scandinavia and sang with Doreen Rao, who was a phenomenal. Wow. Was, the, anyway, on, on, yeah, and on. No kidding. on and on. Fabulous experiences. I loved Amazing. it. Not, not unlike the experiences that we've had here in Northfield.
0: Right, right. Yep. There's so many great experiences for kids because right.
1: the, who lives in this community? That program just celebrated 40 by the by the way, mm-hmm. this last week, and 40 years, and it's under the brilliant direction of a of uh, a former student who grew up in the program. Aha!
0: Yep. Nice. Yep. Are you
1: going to give that name? Sophia Ardolin. Nice. She's brilliantly talented. And do she just sings and plays a violin and. It's run, great
0: conductor. I, I run across so many of these brilliantly talented people. It's amazing. Mm. and I've uh, been surrounded by them. I, yeah. I think that the uh, composer for this, writer of this song, O Colored Earth, is brilliant because I love this. So let's dig into uh, – we'll talk a little bit more about your conducting after this. But uh, let's set up this first song, O Colored Earth. And so why don't you tell me a little bit about uh, who is singing this uh, where where it was recorded, just kind of set it up for us.
1: Oak Colored Earth was written by Steve Heitzig. We had just finished uh, singing a Czech piece when he was a composer-in-residence at St. Thomas. He asked us to do the um, a part of a song cycle. I never saw another butterfly. So we met him, he was a new friend, and he walked into rehearsal one night with this piece and said, what do you think? And we l- listened to it, and loved it, and he dedicated it to us, o colored Earth," he describes oh. as a simple song for peace and justice and I've taught o colored Earth all over the United States with other groups with the Northfield youth choirs and um, and it resonates with children; they often say it 's one of their very favorite
0: pieces It resonates with me mm-hmm. i love love this piece, I love the different Thank sections. You. I love the message of thousands of lives, each one is sacred, um, uh, and, it, and, and it's performed so well. Um, so, let's see. Do you have any challenge? I mean, you've done this song so many times, but in the beginning, were there any challenges?
1: Well, it's a tough piece to keep in tune, uh, but there's, there's, it's such colorful language, and there's so many things we can do with the text. Um, and the and the children and the youth love to participate in that. What right. do you think this means, and how do you think it would be an effective way to sing this? So a lot of what you hear are suggestions that the children have oh, made. And I disappear, love disappear the word disappear where they l- disappear literally. Those I love kinds that of things. You're open to
0: getting suggestions from oh, the kids. Oh, it's
1: it's the yeah, it's what I do. I mean, awesome. It's, It's a very gratifying way to run a
0: rehearsal. Well, let's take a listen to O Colored Earth, sung by the 1993 House of Hope Presbyterian Church Children's Choir, and conducted by my guest today, Liz Shepley. This is Pauline Jennings, and you're listening to Musician Talk. You just heard Oh, Colored Earth, a song by the 1993 House of Hope Presbyterian Church Children's Choir and conducted by my guest today, Liz Shepley. Um, yeah, I, l- I love that. I was uh, thinking that it was produced. I mean, it sounded produced, and I was thinking, oh, my God, the sound in that church is amazing. But you said you guys recorded it down in NPR? That's right. right number, yeah, yeah. Right.
1: It was the first recording of it, uh, and we were in studio, and uh, Zeitgeist, a band, was the instrumentalists. I love the accompaniment. Oh, my.
0: It's so unusual to have that with the choir, that kind of a a backup.
1: It's typically done with
0: piano accompaniment. Okay.
1: But he also has a version now with strings, and this piece continues to evolve.
0: I love this version. I love the... um, the bells and the acoustic guitar yeah, with the yeah. choir. I, I really, I love it. And the delicate unison that you have, the blend in that beginning is, I can't believe you're getting it from kids and the dynamics oh, too. are capable
1: of, of being so musical. Uh, who and is it, it is. that said that people are more musical under 15 than, than over. You want to capture it. Capture <laughs> it. Even those, those babies yeah. can be uh, sensitive and, uh,
0: and musically. I, I just love everything about it. The melody is just Thank beautiful. You. And, and you. you did such a great, wonderful job with those kids. Thank and you. it's unexpected to you feel like there's these parts in there that are going to keep building. And then instead, it just goes. And it gets quiet and reflective. And it's like, oh, that was cool. That gave me chills. So very, very. Very lovely. Oh, thank thank you. you for that. Thank you. I want to talk a little bit about Newsies Junior. And before we talk about that, I was wondering if there is difference between, um, you know, teaching a song to a choir of kids uh, for a performance as a choir and teaching it to the ensemble as kids ensemble of a musical theater production.
1: Yeah, that is. That's a good question. I approach musical theater. Pretty similarly yeah. to the way that I'll approach a choir. It's, again, when we talked about having input from the kids, it's a very collaborative effort. But we warm up voices. We address breathing and consonants and beat and singing in tune and all of those kinds of things. Um, the timeline's different. Of course, the obvious kinds of things, they need to remember wonderfully demanding dance moves. Right And... And there be able to sing while and to you know do those. where they're or they're moving, yep. to stand and sing is one thing, uh, and then to to incorporate all of the other elements is something different. To to learn even with a an intimate kind of a setting, as we have in our our theater, to project and to accentuate consonants so that grandpa in the back row can hear
2: and understand
1: and we don't drop lines and all of those kinds of things um that i
0: think that a big difference is that you don't have this you're not all standing next to each other so blend might be more difficult right um and oh, yeah, that kind of is up to the... I suppose there's some collaboration there, but kind of the, up to the director's blocking as to where those kids are going to be, and you just have to deal right, with that. Right, right.
1: And there are some who would say that their, their strength is dancing. There are some who say they love acting. Not everybody comes from a choral background. Sure, right. And we have a wide variety of ages. So some are new to, to the whole idea of singing together as a group. Purple Door... That is producing Newsies Junior, is is an educational program, and Rachel Heider and Jana Hirsch, my colleagues, are fabulous educators. Yes, and they that, are. That's the overriding uh, portion of what we're trying to trying the to the do focus. here. Right, right. But these uh, these kids are given a lot, and they're. They are standing all over the place. They're not necessarily standing with people who are singing the same parts. Absolutely. And they're, they're listening for that, but they're also remembering their dance moves and what comes next and sequences and learning to anticipate. That is maybe... I mean, all musicians need to learn that. We need to be thinking about the measures ahead while we're singing. So
0: you have to anticipate and be completely present in the moment. It's a, it's a weird kind of combination of things you have to, and I think... Musically, yes, but even more so when you're on the stage acting. Yeah,
1: synapses are connecting, flying, and
0: what a cast! Um, I know Kyra and Isaac, the leads for this, and I mean the talent.
1: They're talented, and they're they're beautiful inside and out. They are kids. They They are, are. and all these all these these children. Yeah, this group is engaged. They're energetic. They're they're grateful to be there. Yes, uh, They're appreciative. They, they'll they say thank you, you know, yes. on their way out the door. They're so, generous to each I mean, other, the choir too. Choir people are like that, too. They're just so generous. They're so kind. I often get notes after a tour. You know, but we met your choir at the Wendy's, and they let us through in the line, and they were holding the doors, and they were just so kind, and they were, you know, these kinds of things. They just, they have a graciousness about it. I think a music community can help with that.
0: I, I don't think that there's anything that's more powerful in developing a personality that is generous of heart than being a part of the arts. I think I it's just, particularly the collaborative or the, or the group arts, I mean, certainly there's benefits to all of it, but um, the kind of trust that you have to build as children, um, or as adults too, but if you're doing it as kids, to learn that kind of trust that you have when you're so vulnerable right. in singing right. and dancing yeah. and acting. I agree. It, it just, mm, it, I think it's just good for anybody to be involved with it, actually. I would yeah. love to go to j- prisons and put on pr- plays because I think it teaches you empathy. I mean, it's just on and on and on. So oh. I, that's my that's my... Uh, soapbox, right? Completely. Um, so it's our quote section but, uh, now. I'm t- talking, going on and on here. So uh, let's talk about <laughs> the quote. So the quote I picked out today is a Plato quote, and it's it, he said, "I would teach children music, physics, and philosophy, but most importantly, music. For the patterns in music, and all the arts, are the keys to learning. So we we're just kind of talking about the importance of music, right? Right and and, yeah, um, I didn't mean to. That that was a great segue. Hi, honey. My daughter, my child just walked by. That
2: was a
0: nice wave. (laughs)
1: That was. She didn't press her nose to the window. (laughs) Right though. Some of my friends walking the dog. So so your thoughts about that? (laughs) I mean, you know, it's. What do you think? Oh, of course, there are patterns in music. I mean, the obvious: the beats, the rhythm, sequences, formats, repetition. You know, you think of neuroscience, and it's exciting to think about what is known. And there's an ever-growing body of research um, that supports the benefits of music making. You know, for children and for youth and adults, we know that it challenges the brains to do so many things simultaneously, to read, to follow the written notes, uh, and text, to interpret, to perform musical phrases, to consider dynamics, and on and on. and I think it it has so much to do with learning to read. Sure, and there's right. there's more and more evidence about that. You you need to have uh, a sense of beat and how do these words flow? I have a good friend who was a uh, one of our fabulous colleagues at Northfield Youth Choirs, Ann Kay, who's doing quite a bit of research and trying to close the reading gap in in uh, inner city Minneapolis by using music oh, and wow. using patterns. Love. And that. she said it's it's really remarkable how mm. helpful that is. She's
0: you fire a different part of your brain when you engage the music part of it. So if you sing a line or say a line, your your brain is firing differently. Right. Or and more, like learning maybe you to
1: st- and like learning beat. You now we're we're not as active we're not jump out jumping rope and uh, doing all the kinds of playground folk dance games and things. Sure. that's that's sort of disappearing right. to some extent, and that's where we learn a lot of how the body moves to beat and and rhythm, and so uh, we need to find that again and and uh, and and have ex- lots and lots of experiences with beat with rhythm at every age inquire in your music classes Absolutely. in creative fun game playing um, um pitch matching
2: oh sure uh, and mm-hmm. learning to
1: sing in tune I, I think it's so sad to run into adults who said oh no i was told to take an instrument i yeah, have a, just... a really rotten voice i hear it all the time and that you know that's not true. Everybody can learn to sing if they're physiologically capable.
0: And those patterns kind of translate into uh, any other subject, really. There's patterns. Um, and so that can you translate, the the, lot, the knowledge that you gain through music can be translated to all sorts of different disciplines. And, um, and I say also that you learn more than patterns from music. I mean, we were talking about some of the social things oh. that, that are... Really, really, almost more important to a, a good life,
1: right? Absolutely, That's it. empathy and and kindnesses, and if we think about the poetry that we select for children to learn. They're going to have this these texts in their brains forever, right? And and we need to consider that I think when selecting music that that we're imprinting text uh, that they'll draw on when they need to all throughout life
0: You go back to the first song we played what a great line to have in your head your whole life thousands of lives each one is sacred I mean boy that would solve a lot of our problems in this world if we all thought that you know had that on our brains and so let's just segue right into the next song called joy and so why don't you just set this up just like you did with the other one why you chose it, and who, who, what choir is you're conducting for this, and yeah, whatever you want sure. like to yeah. tell us about it.
1: Uh, Joy is written by composer Jocelyn Hagen. She was a student at St. Olaf. She actually worked with the Northfield Youth Choirs with our high school oh, wow. at the time cool. group. And she set this exciting Sarah Teasdale poem to music. It's performed by a girls' group, Anima, and uh, it was recorded for our 25th anniversary, and it's at the Spring Concert in Bow Chapel. Mary Carpenter Davis is on piano, Sonia Warmacher, a a local violinist, and she was also a student at St. Olaf at the time, is playing on the violin. So this this music uh, is full of of energy, it has an exciting text. It's so much like the girls that performed it oh, nice. to me. <laughs> it is, I am wild, I will sing to the trees, I will sing to the stars in the sky. Uh, oh, talk about joy. So, exactly.
0: Exactly. Right. So were there challenges? There's a little dissonance in some of the, some yeah, of the chords here. some crazy here. So, sounds, yeah. some
1: fun sounds yes, but to listen to, the maybe. sounds that produce those overtones we were talking about yes. earlier, where there are moments and you... You get a little shiver, yeah, down your exactly. Spine. But not exactly easy to sing because
0: you want no. to go to the non-dissonance, the resolved chords That's in right. your head, and so yeah.
1: you have these kids having to do that, right? And you know, once they get they they understand triads and diminished, augmented, and they have you know just warm up fun with those kinds of things. It might be harder for me oh. than it is for them. Oh, sure. You know, I I really feel like I have to be on my game and ready to teach because the kids are s- they're so capable. I don't know what their limits are really. Oh, that's so I mean, I f- wonderful sometimes feel hear. I'm their limit. You know, what? all <sighs> can you do? Well, well, how about this? Well, how about this? You know, it's it's. <sighs> It's amazing. We and inspiring. An I'm inspired by oh, yes. them. Yeah. Right. They're, yeah. Such a blessing to work to work with them. And that's a great lead into
0: uh this song and Liz Shepley is here live with me in the KYMN studio today and it's time to listen to Joy, a song she conducted and is sung by the Northfield Youth Choirs uh, group called Anima Anime. Ah, nah. Let's get it right. Alright. There you go, Andy This is Musician Talk, and I'm your host, Pauline Jennings. My guest today is conductor, educator, artistic director, Liz Shepley. You just uh, heard a uh, Jocelyn Hagen piece she conducted called Joy, and it was sung by the Northfield Youth Choir's group Anime, Anima in 2012. Just beautiful that um, the dissonance, like we talked about, is it creates so much emotion and tension t- so that then you have those joyful releases um and with all the dynamics uh, it's it's very joyful and then you have a, again with the violin the melancholy and then out of that the joy and the release and i yeah, love that yeah. that tension and release i mean i guess right. that's what makes music so exciting yeah yeah, yeah. Awesome. Really, really great. Well, we are getting to the end here, Liz, and I want to hear about your best gig, worst gig.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, any chance to sing while traveling is is really a fantastic thing. And I've done that with both choir school and Northfield Youth Choirs, uh, singing throughout Norway at, uh, you know, you make lasting friendships. Yes. Those are fabulous gigs. I love the way that traveling brings a group together. It's transformative, in tr- in so many different ways. Worst gig? Well, that's rare. I have worked. I have worked with, I don't know, thousands of kids and itty bitties all the way up. But I do, you know, I don't, I ha- I, I can't say I have a a, a real rotten gig. I, I I never have. But I remember a time when there was a chorister sitting next to me, in church, and there was a typo as there often are, in a church bulletin. Uh-huh. And it's a draw nigh to us. Oh, dog. And <laughs> she pointed it out, and I got the giggles. Oh, no. I could not stop. As a little girl, I get the giggles. Do, did you ever? Oh, yeah. And I, it was time for us to sing. And I conducted the entire anthem <laughs> laughing with my shoulders shaking. And the children all started to laugh, sure. too. I mean, they were just trying to get through the song. And they, you know, people commented on how particularly joyful they were that morning. So uh, I
0: love that as a worst yeah. gig. My worst yeah. gig is because I was laughing.
1: Oh, that's it so was great. pretty ridiculous. And that you don't so
0: have a long <laughs> list of them working with kids. You'd think that there would be all sorts of logistical problems.
1: Yeah. Well, wow. There's always a little one that's getting sick you know, oh, during sure. the piece right. and getting carried off by yeah parents sitting kind close by. Pro forma, it seems like sometimes. Yeah. There's, there's there's a book there of all kinds of
0: funny <laughs> yeah, stories. understood, yeah. understood. Well, I want to let people know that Newsy's Jr. is January 6th and 7th. Those are Fridays and Saturday nights, the, 12th, 13th, uh, the 6th and 7th, and then uh, Thursday night, the 12th and Friday and Saturday. Again, I'm not saying this very well. Let's start that over. Newsy's Jr., <laughs> January 6th and 7th. That's a Friday and Saturday. Uh, January twelfth, thirteenth, fourteenth, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, yes. and it's, that's at seven, not seven thirty, and um, also the Sundays, uh, the eighth and the fifteenth at two o'clock. Tickets are available at northfieldartsguild.org. dot org, and I cannot, uh, I guess, encourage people enough to go get your tickets because this group of kids is. So uh, unbelievably talented, with a wonderful director and mm-hmm. musical director. Um, Rachel is doing. Is the director Rachel Hyder right. and Liz is the musical director. And you mentioned another name and Jana Hirsch and Jana is v- a
1: choreographer. Oh, of course. Yeah. Hello. What yeah. a thrones. And we love. Of the three of us have worked. I don't know, countless times with children together and together We've been a team. as a team. Yep, yeah, we. I love, I won't speak for them. I just love being with them. And you've worked, we with have your so much fun too. They've come to work in, in our encore summer program for nice. years uh, at NYC, Northfield Youth Choirs, and we've done uh, musicals and Purple Doors, and I hope we have more in our future. So you
0: not only have all this talent, but you have a group of kids that have worked with this group of uh, adults that have worked together and that also brings its own magic right so um i am excited to go thing. i have tickets for the first weekend and i'm really really excited to oh, see I all this talent on stage well,
1: I'm glad you're coming pauline <laughs> i
0: am too well liz thank you so much for joining me you're Welcome. Oh, thank very you. early on a new year's oh, day oh, kind of not very nice of me to
1: You fabulous way to begin the new year <laughs> Good, and now you can go home and take a nap. Yeah, it's been really fun to look back and remember these things and those people that so significantly influenced my life. I'm so grateful.
0: Oh, well, I'm so glad that you found joy in that because uh, it is fun to look back, and you don't often get a chance to. Just take a rest, so I encourage all of you out there, take a step back, look at your own story, look at your own musical journey, if it's not musical, business, however, whatever it is. Yeah. Think back to your own journey and how that all started. Right. But thanks right. for all the wonderful right. things you do and the wonderful things that you have said today, Liz. Thank you. I really you. appreciate that. Here we go. thanks to Liz for joining me today to share her journey with us and to give us some insight into her musical work with kids. Thanks also to Wendy Nordquist and so many thanks to you, the listeners of Musician Talk on The One, KYMN. Have a joyous New Year's Day.